you know, if you've got cash flow issues, just be, you know, wary of, of brand referral bonus delays. Make sure that doesn't cause any problems for you. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you want to grow your business bigger and faster? A free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find missed golden opportunities. I generally charge $150 or more per hour, but this would be free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing a few thousand dollars a month in sales already. Just visit myamazonaudit.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit, and book in a time. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Look forward to speaking to you on your audit. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, a subset of the amazing FBA podcast for people with six or seven figure or beyond Amazon focused businesses. Today, we are talking to Rob Sharp of Levanta.io, and they are all about unlocking affiliate marketing as a scalable thing rather than something that's overly complex for Amazon sellers out there. So perfect person to talk to for people who want to expand their business. Rob, welcome to the show, first of all. Thanks for having me, Mike. Really appreciate it. I'm excited to dive into everything affiliate marketing and hopefully we can create some good value for the Tin K audience. Yes, indeed. So the first question, I'm going to park for a second. What the heck is affiliate marketing in the first place? But tell us a little bit about yourself and, and Levanta first, and then we'll plunge into the meat of it. Sure. Yeah, happy to give you a, a bit of background. We can dive into the nitty gritty of affiliate marketing. There's a lot to unpack with what is affiliate marketing, but now, a little background on myself. So currently I'm the founder of a company called Levanta.io, which you mentioned. Levanta is a affiliate network or a platform specifically designed for Amazon sellers to unlock affiliate marketing as a scalable revenue stream, something that was historically impossible for um, Amazon sellers to really invest in or utilize at all. I, I have been in the affiliate marketing space for around eight years. I previously started a company called Grovia.io, which was a, a platform and a service designed for D2C companies to discover, recruit, and activate affiliates at scale. That was eventually acquired by a company called Acceleration Partners. And then I've since moved on to this new company, Levanta, where you know, now we're specifically for Amazon sellers instead of where we used to be dedicated to Shopify stores and the D2C ecosystem. So really excited to be working with this new group of e-commerce experts and we're creating a lot of value for Amazon sellers these days. And it's incredibly exciting. Wow. So uh, typical of, of entrepreneurs that I know, you know, they sell a business and they look like lost puppies in my experience. And then they go off and create another one because that's what they do. It's never just about yeah. the money. It's about doing the thing that you do, right? Entrepreneurs create businesses. I, I've seen that before. So you're a glutton for punishment, obviously selling another business, not an easy one, but obviously you're sticking within the skill set you develop, which is a, a sort of meta learning straight away. I think, you know, you understand affiliate marketing, you've got a deep knowledge of that and e-commerce. And so it's a sort of second bite of the same cherry. That's a terrible metaphor extension. So <laughs> let's deal with affiliate marketing. What does that even mean? I mean, some of my Amazon seller friends say affiliate marketing muttered darkly, and they assume that what that means is that you're working on behalf of one of the people that's trying to say, you know, 
you can set up a business that will make $10,000 a month in one, you know, three months on Amazon or Facebook or whatever it is. So it can have a bad press. On the other hand, yeah. you and I, I think both have experienced that it's way more than that. So what does it even mean? And, and why is it sure. got a bad press? How do we deconstruct that a bit? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, affiliate marketing has been around for a very, very long time. I mean, it is really one of the oldest channels on, on the web. I'll get into why maybe it has a bit of a bad reputation, but first and foremost, wh what is it? I actually like to start, you know, especially in the Amazon ecosystem where some folks have not had any exposure to affiliate marketing whatsoever. I kind of like to explain it like I would explain to a five-year-old, which is I use my lemonade stand example, which, you know, imagine you start a lemonade stand and Instead of sitting there all day waiting for people to come to you, you know, you're actually fucking all the neighborhood kids and getting them to go and sell your lemonade for you. So you might have one kid that's going door to door, dropping off flyers, one kid that's standing on the corner wearing a lemon costume, pointing people down the street your direction. And then maybe another kid that's standing right outside your lemonade stand, handing out coupons to, to buy your lemonade. It, you know, there's all sorts of different ways that people can be driving traffic sales to your store. Um, now making it a little bit more relevant to internet marketing or e-commerce, um, it, it's basically working with third-party partners to drive traffic and sales to your store or your Amazon store. Um, and sort of the picture in all this is that it's normally on a CPA basis. So, you know, you only pay for when a sale is driven to your store. Whereas, you know, your other channels on Amazon used to CPC, you know, especially when it comes to like paid ads, you're paying for click and it's sort of a gamble. You're hoping it works out and you're constantly optimizing with, you know, marketing. It is specifically designed for you to work on a revenue share. So it's a lot less risky in that sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's a, another question that follows up on that. So you're paying somebody when you make a sale. So they're kind of a commission only salesman is another way of putting it, right? I mean, the lemonade stand thing will, will probably resonate with Americans. Listen, we have a lot of Americans in the audience said British people don't tend to start lemonade stands. It's not a thing here. Maybe it's because it's too wet outside most of the year and you, you just get rained on. And what you need is a, a sell coffee uh, or umbrellas, both of which do pretty well in, in in London. So same difference though. And I like your, your simple way of putting it. You see, I have somebody the lemonade costume. I like that already. That's somehow... Again, it's sort of like an American way of doing things. I mean, we don't have kids running yeah. around in lemon costumes here. I like it though. So let's talk about that. First of all, two two questions occur to me. One is, what's the difference between external traffic and affiliate marketing? You've talked about paying for sale or CPA, cost per acquisition, versus CPC, cost per click. Is that the only difference? Or how do we untangle it from that word? External traffic gets thrown around a lot for Amazon sellers. Yeah, so external traffic is sort of an Amazon seller ecosystem buzzword in a sense. I mean, really the definition of external traffic in this context is any traffic coming to your Amazon listings that originated from of Amazon. So that could be search ads, display ads, social, programmatic, native, you know, even content influencer, which a lot of time bucket into affiliate. In this context, you know, a lot of this traffic is, is tracked by Amazon attribution. If you're familiar with Amazon attribution, it's a program that Amazon launched to enable sellers to be able to track this external traffic. Um, and, and of course they earn the brand referral bonus from that. So Amazon actually will give you this 10% kickback, uh, for any sales generated through these external sources. Um, another benefit to external traffic is, is it impacts your organic rank. So the more external traffic you drive, the, you know, the better BSR you're going to have, you know, the higher organic sales you'll have. And, and so, you know, external traffic, sort of the holistic idea of traffic coming from outside of Amazon, which 
by definition, affiliate marketing actually is external traffic, right? Any affiliate you may work with is of Amazon. So the way that I like to describe affiliate marketing, again, in, in sort of this context or this ecosystem is, you know, affiliate marketing is, is sort of a channel of channels. So, so where is it? external traffic? You can think of all these different search, display, influence, or social. Well, affiliate marketing is actually still all of those things, but instead of you doing those things, you actually managing those channels, you're actually getting other people to manage those channels for you. So instead of me trying to drive traffic from my Instagram account, I'm working with a third-party influencer to drive traffic from their Instagram account. Instead of me doing Google ads, I can work with a third party that uh, will run their own Google ads and they'll try to arbitrage, you know, they're betting that they're going to earn more from my rev share or my CPA than they're going to spend on Google ads. And you know, I can give you all sorts of examples with different channels that are both external channels, but also in the right context, affiliates. So that's sort of the main difference. Does that make sense? I know that's a little bit complex. Yeah. So in other words, the... Ultimately, the consumers are still coming from sources like organic social media content, social media ads, TikTok, Facebook, whatever it is, or indeed somebody's email list. But the difference is that somebody else is paying for it and managing it, which sounds amazing. So the obvious question then for me is there is always risk. What we've done is we've passed the risk of paying for a bunch of clicks up front and not getting sales, which many of us have tried onto somebody else that sounds attractive for me as the, the merchant, as I believe is the term in affiliate marketing, i.e. the person who owns the brand. But what about these poor affiliates out there? They're spending money on YouTube ads or, you know, click cost per click advertising. What would incentivize them to take that risk instead of me? Yeah, well, you know, one of the nuances of affiliate marketing is they don't have to. And so, you know, we can get into this as well as it's not always guaranteed that you can start an affiliate program and flip the switch and everyone's going to magically drive sales to you. You still do have to put together a compelling offer, meaning, you know, compelling rev share. You have to have a good product that affiliates want to promote. Not every single affiliate type or, or channel is going to be a perfect fit for every single brand. And, you know, those are some things that we talk about in, in more depth. I actually, we have an ebook specific, specifically about affiliate recruitment and understanding what affiliates might be a good for certain types of brands. However, you know, with affiliates, you're right. You know, they want to mitigate risk. They're really only going to promote products that they think are going to generate a, you know, positive fit for them. And, and so, you know, a lot of this is finding sort of a mutually beneficial partnership. When you launch an affiliate program, you know, explore all the different, all the different types of affiliates, try to negotiate terms. So like, you know, if you're working with a media buyer, you know, somebody that's going out and buying Google ads, you want to talk to them and say, Hey, you know, what's it going to take for you to actually be able to arbitrage this and benefit from this? Can I offer that high of a rev share? Can I offer that high of a CPA? And if you can't, well, you know, then on to the next. So rarely is an affiliate really going to take a risk that they're going to lose out on. That's sort of the, you know, one of the great things about this, this ecosystem is it's a win-win usually for everyone, but doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's going to be a win. You know, you have to have something compelling for affiliates. Yeah, that makes sense. And and really, I guess that's, I'm going to put this, I suppose, whenever you create a product, you're trying to create a product that's compelling for the, you know, the end consumer to buy, if we're going to call them that, and that will still be profitably after you put, you know, advertising costs or whatever other acquisition costs you've got. And I guess that you've just got another layer of 
costs that you're going to consider and still be profitable. So that sounds to me like for, for some people, it might be more familiar to have sold business to business to retailers and they, they are the owner of the brand and they're selling wholesale. Presu presumably you need to have the margin in the product to be able to do that in the first place. Is it kind of similar in terms of the, 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 what's the word? The economic unit economics is the word I'm looking for to a sort of wholesale relationship. I would say at a high level, yes. Personally, I'm not like a wholesale expert or anything like that, but, but it really does come down to your union economics. And, and one thing that is, that is important to consider is that Amazon usually, you know, they're going to charge anywhere from, you correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, but anywhere from like 20 to 30% on, on their FBA fees or their, you know, fees holistically. Well, with this brand referral program, uh, brand referral bonus, that is, they are giving you that 10% brand referral bonus which is going to help, you know, if nothing else, you can at least offer a 10% rev share because at that point it's basically free, right? Ideally, and I would think in most situations, Amazon sellers are going to have some sort of margin to play with there in addition to that 10% they're going to get back from brand referral bonus. So, you know, for Levanta, you know, our average commission is around 19%. So we usually recommend at least 10% for the average, a 19% commission. But then really from there just depends on, you know, the margins for any given. So that's the way most people are thinking about it. Yeah. It's interesting that the whole question of profit margins, again, I would encourage anyone who's new to affiliate marketing or still scratching their head and going, could this even possibly be relevant? Well, here's the simple point. Whatever you do to acquire customers is going to cost you money. And I've got some clients who've, who've been in business for years, very, very experienced, but they have a profits margins that are very thin. And what that means is they are really terribly dependent on organic ranking on Amazon. They can't really afford to advertise on Amazon and therefore that limits their options anyway. So anyone who's got super thin profit margins, you're going to have to go and sort that out as a general business problem, including affiliate marketing, you know, makes it difficult to do, but that, that's true for everything. And whether you're running Amazon ads or, or anything, I would just say that. So on the flip side of that, I guess, Rob, that if somebody has a healthy enough profit margin to be able to afford to pay influencers, which I guess is a kind of affiliate marketing already or run, you know, TikTok ads, or even just good old Amazon ads, then presumably they, they are potentially in a position to be able to afford to do affiliate marketing. Is, is that right? Is that roughly correct? Right. I think you're absolutely right. If, if you're already running ads, meaning you already got some sort of margin, yeah. that means you have some margin to dedicate to affiliate marketing. The, you know, the benefit being it's less of a gamble. It's less risky. You know, mm. You're only going to, you know, cut into that margin if sale is made. Yes. One thing I'll point out that actually I think is very relevant to what you were just saying, you know, when it, when it comes to deciding on how you're going to set your commissions and how much of the margin you're going to eat up, there are really two approaches to this. There's thinking of affiliate marketing as a, a like a purely profit generating channel, meaning, you know, if you, if you have a 20% profit margin and you set commission at 10%, you're going to profit 10% on, on every single sale driven through affiliate marketing. The other thing you can do is going back to my previous point about leveraging affiliate marketing to or external traffic even to increase your organic rank or your bestseller rating on Amazon. What a lot of sellers do on Levanta is they're going to break even on every single sale that they generate through this channel. They don't, you know, they're, they're losing the entire profit margin on these sales, knowing that we're going to have so much external traffic that they're going to see a pretty significant increased bestseller rating, organic rank. That drive a lot more organic sales. And this is actually something that we're now starting to get a lot of hard evidence that this is working. I have an example of a, a close friend of mine runs a company called Lockstar, which was doing basically $0 about 
five months ago or so, like zero dollars organic and maybe a couple thousand dollars a month through through paid channels. My friend Paul, who owns the company, he started an affiliate program on Levanta. Five months later, he's doing $80,000 a month through affiliate marketing alone, not necessarily profiting a ton on those sales, but the organic sales has went from $0 to $30,000 a month. And, and, you know, it was great to be able to do this in isolation because we can literally see only doing affiliate marketing, only doing external traffic. And this has been the impact on organic rank and organic sales. It's been a really interesting experiment and we have many, many examples of that. Fantastic. Now, I, and one thing I want to point out that I, I think most e-commerce operators I work with don't think in these terms enough, in my opinion. And that's this, that the, the raw numbers don't really give you this story because if you spent, for example, you know, if you broke even and made $80,000 worth of sales via Amazon ads, and then your organic sales were at 30,000 a month and those were profitable, that feels kind of comparable, right? But the difference is you didn't know in advance that it was going to work. And if you spent, you say $30,000 a month on Amazon ads and it didn't work after whatever months, five months, you spent one of my numbers, well, it's about $150,000 or something that hasn't worked. That's a huge, huge hole that may have just wiped your budget for the year out, or even that was it. You've run out of savings. Whereas if your affiliate marketing didn't work, your affiliate's going to be disappointed and presumably stop working at some point, but you've lost no money. You've lost some goodwill and a relationship maybe, but I, I just think the de-risking aspects of affiliate marketing is incredibly, incredibly important. And this is one reason I got you on the show, Bob, because I just think managing risk is so important in e-commerce when you're dealing with physical products because you've got so much money tied up all of the time 100 percent of the time unlike with SaaS, where you spend so much money up front for the SaaS friends i've got and then if it works you've got to maintain your service and people but it's not like built in tons of money right so how do the business owners evaluate affiliate marketing in your opinion because you must talk to these guys about this stuff yeah relative relative to say cost per click marketing for example yeah, yeah. Great question, actually. So, you know, it's kind of been a slam dunk for us. Maybe we were right place, right time. But, you know, we've grown, we've only been around for a year and we've grown tremendously. We've got over 600 individual sellers and brands are our platform today and, you know, thousands of affiliates. They've, they've kind of come flocking to us because of all the points you just made. We are de-risking uh, Amazon selling for these folks. Like we're, we're unlocking a channel where you're not gambling, you're not betting anymore. And, you know, I'm not sure if I'm the only one who says this, but anytime I'm thinking of CPC, I always call it gambling because it is, you know, you're betting that you're going to go out there and pay for clicks and hope turns into sales. And in my experience, I've never actually done it successfully. I, I hope that more people have than me, but that's why I always stick to affiliate marketing and partnerships. I've grown all of my businesses through partnerships, through revenue share, through word of mouth, because it's so much less risky. And, and it also can create sort of this viral effect where, you know, we're, we're actually able to measure these sales, um, but you're not able to measure all the people that are seeing these ads, not clicking those affiliate links and you're, you know, they're learning about your brand and may eventually come convert organically as well. So yeah, yeah. Brands love affiliate marketing and that's why it's been around forever. And it's grown so much on the D2C side. I think it's a $6 billion industry on the, uh, you know, D2C, Shopify, traditional affiliate marketing. Everyone has an affiliate program on the D2C side. While Amazon sellers have never had that luxury. And now all of a sudden it's there for them. They're loving it. There hasn't been much of a challenge for us to grow on that side. 
Interesting. Yeah. So you found something that was working very, very well in a very parallel. It's not, it's in the same industry, but a different channel, right? And you, you brought yeah. it over. That makes so much sense. So you've got a massive proof of concept behind you, I guess, as well. So that, that probably helps right. people relax and go, this, this thing works for my industry, just hasn't been used on this channel yet. So I guess that would also give you early mover advantage in some ways. I mean, it sounds weird to talk about early mover advantage with something as, as you say, as, as, a, as old and, and as proven as affiliate marketing. And yet, as you yeah. say, for Amazon sellers, it is a relatively new thing. I've had people on the show to talk about it. And, and then the clue for me is I don't hear people talking about it in the seller communities or the masterminds much. And I feel like this is just a, an open secret for those who have the margin to, to handle it, as we discussed. So we're going to talk in the next, you already mentioned an, an ebook that you've got and how to run that. And we'll, we'll talk about that shortly so people can get access to that, how to run an affiliate program. And our next episode, we're going to focus on the nuts and bolts of that. But let's just get a bit more of an overview of uh, affiliate marketing in this episode. Do you want to grow your Amazon business bigger or faster? I bet you do. If so, a free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find some golden missed opportunities. Generally, I charge at least $150 an hour these days for my time, but this is free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing at least a few thousand dollars a month in sales. If you are, just go to myamazonaudits.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time and we'll see each other on a Zoom call. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you on a call soon. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening. So who are the sorts of people that are affiliates? You mentioned you have you know, thousands of affiliates. But what yeah. sort of other names would they give themselves? Are, are we talking like uh, social media influences? Is that all we're talking about? Or what does it include? Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty diverse. And, and you know, like, that's why I call it the channel of channels because an affiliate really can be, you know, you, you probably mentioned one of the biggest ones, which is just social influencers. And I, I'd say that makes up the majority of, as far as number of affiliates go, a lot of folks with big Instagram followings or Facebook followings or, or even TikTok. Then you also have sort of these larger publications or commerce content publications. So, you know, your Forbes and your USA Today and your CNN underscore and Us Weekly future publishing for a, for a big UK example. These folks that are going out there and creating organic content that includes products, you know, shopping guides. One of the times they're also buying ads to that content, which brings me to the next point, which is media buyers. I've touched on quite a few times. This is one of the biggest types of affiliates we have. Media buyers can take place place in many different forms. You know, one of the biggest ones is creating sort of these product roundups. So, you know, if you own a curling iron product, for example, that you sell on Amazon, well, media buyers will go create a roundup called top 10 curling irons and they'll list your product at number one, two, or three. And go buy 
search ads. So if somebody comes to Google and searches top curling irons or best curling irons, that article is going to show up. It's going to show them your product from an unbiased source. They're going to drive traffic, really high traffic to your Amazon listing. It's, that's classic affiliate example. You also have traditional sub affiliate networks, which integrate with our network and have their own inventory of sons of affiliates. You have email, you have coupon and deal sites. One that I love, and, and, and maybe this is something we talk a little bit more about in next episode, in the next episode as well, um, is working with deal focused Facebook groups. Um, if you're an Amazon seller and you unlock this affiliate marketing channel, I always recommend offering some deals because this is what affiliates love to promote. They love to go find good deals on Amazon out there, share them with their audience. Specifically when it comes to these Facebook groups that have 100, 500,000 followers that are actively engaged in those groups, come into our platform, they'll hunt for good deals, um, which we make very readily available within our product catalog. If you can get a good deal in there, they find your deal, they take it, share it with their audience. They can drive loads of traffic to your Amazon, Amazon listings. It's especially valuable. This is my hack of the day. It's especially valuable for sellers that are just launching new products that aren't so concerned about profitability, but just want to start getting some ratings and reviews. Go ahead and get a big deal, drop it into these Facebook groups and uh, you'll get some sales. And by the way, uh, this is really important because P Facebook groups and, and Amazon sellers have had a sort of unhealthy relationship sometimes. And I know that quite a lot of people try to hack the algorithm or fool it or something. And presumably you're talking about uh, 100% uh, white hat sales at, at this point as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so and just like to reassure us about that, because people with the, who've had any suspension issues will probably be getting a little bit, you know, a little bit sweating at this point. So, so this is 100% Amazon TOS compliant and, and so forth, is it? Yeah, sorry about that. I, I cut out for a second there. But yeah, it, it absolutely is. To be honest, I'm not sure exactly what deal groups that you're referring to or, or Facebook groups that you're referring to. This isn't really a gaming of the system in any way. There, I think maybe you're thinking of sort of like these micro tasks where you can sort of incentivize people to go take almost artificial actions on your Amazon listings to gain the system and increase your organic rate and things like that. It's very much not that. This is simply just deal hunters, you know, discount finders looking for good new products to find. It's, it's pure affiliate play. And, and these folks have been around for really decades now doing this type of stuff. So I mean, it, it is above board and, and clear on, on all fronts. Right. It's good to hear. I, mean, I guess I would probably just instinctively urge somebody to just double check the latest terms of service around incentivized yep. reviews, which is different from the fact that it's, it's a natural form of ranking. So it's not ranking manipulation probably, but it's worth just, just thinking that through. But on the other hand, the algorithm doesn't work by logic. It's not a legal system. It, it's based on patterns. So if they see patterns of people coming from Facebook groups that turn out to be great Amazon buyers, they're going to be pretty happy, right? That's what it comes down to. Acquiring love. Amazon loves acquiring external traffic. It just doesn't want sort of BS traffic that's going to dry up and, and manipulate stuff. But what you're talking about is really True. giving genuine value to the consumer, which is the ultimate thing for, for Amazon. So worth touching on that because people can quite rightly get quite concerned. So it sounds like affiliates come in all kinds. We're going to talk about how to actually deal with, you know, the realities of running an affiliate program in the next episode. Just a quick one at the end though, to wrap this episode, you mentioned Amazon attribution and the brand referral uh, bonus. Just tell us a little bit more about how that works for those who are not familiar with that. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So within Seller Central, it, and, and one disclaimer is the brand referral bonus is actually not available under Central. Brand referral bonus is available right now for U.S. sellers on Amazon Attribution and Seller Central. They do plan to roll it out to UK, Germany, France, Canada, Mexico, I believe. You can not check me on the exact countries that they plan to roll it out to. That said, it is specifically tied to any sales generated through the Amazon Attribution API or Amazon Attribution dashboard. If you don't know where this is at all, I'd recommend if you're in Seller Central, look for the brand section and there's a brand referral bonus tab. That is sort of where everything Amazon Attribution lives under that brand referral bonus menu item. You do need to activate it. It's something I think a lot of people forget. You can use it. Amazon attribution and not activate the brand referral bonus. Make sure you press the activate referral bonus. Otherwise, you may have the wrong idea of your unit economics and commissions, things like that. Um, then, yeah, it really tracks itself from there. Any traffic that you generate, any sales that you generate through those channels, you're going to get the brand referral bonus automatically. It's going to show up right alongside your other Amazon fees, almost as a credit to your account. And yeah, I think that that's probably all you really need to do. Oh, one nuance is that the brand referral bonus is delayed by 30 days. So all the traffic that you drive in October, you know, you're probably not going to see the brand referral bonus until December 1st. So, you know, if you've got cash flow issues, just be, you know, wary of, of brand referral bonus delays. Make sure that doesn't cause any problems for you. Yes, thank you for that. And, and a little warning, because I mean, that's true for affiliate marketing in general, isn't it? You normally would pay your own affiliates 30 days after to say you allow for people to, to return goods or whatever, I guess. Plus, it's good for your cash flow if you're on the merchant side. By the way, a nuance, which is going to be good news for the Brits listening, is uh, I just double checked. And as far as I know, the brand referral bonus is not just available for US sellers, but for brands selling in the US. And the distinction is really important if you happen to be living okay. in a good old blighty and selling in the US, as many of us have done, I have in the past, and my clients often do as well, which is good news. So another reason to sell in America, amongst the other ones, like America has a better economic future, possibly yeah. than Europe and, and the UK, but also that's a really powerful program to tap into. So thank you for explaining that one as well. And I, I normally see over the years that, that Amazon does stuff in the US and it rolls it out internationally in most cases, unless there's a good reason not to. I can't think of why they wouldn't uh, roll it out to other countries as well. So we shall see. The gods at Amazon will doubtless make their decision, but that's normally how it works as well. So that's a great overview. Next episode, we're going to talk about how to run some of the mechanics of setting up an affiliate program as an Amazon brand owner. The very thing, I guess, that Levanta was was invented to make easier and, and more scalable. But for now, I believe you mentioned the ebook on how to run an affiliate program. Tell us a tiny bit about it. Yeah, actually, I, I want to drop uh, two ebooks here, and, and maybe you can include the links for your for your audience. We have we have one that's more great, great one that is more broad on kind of everything you need to know about launching and optimizing uh, an affiliate program for Amazon sellers. So everything from getting started, getting integrated, you know, getting set up on Levanta, adding deals, you know, how to determine your commissions generally how to recruit affiliates and how to manage affiliates moving forward. We have a separate ebook, which I think is, you know, once you get started, this one's even more valuable and it's specifically around how to recruit affiliates, how to grow your program. And that's really what this is about. You know, there's one thing starting an affiliate program, which is essentially meaningless if you don't actually grow the program, right? And so that's where the recruitment ebook really comes to play. 
how to go identify the right types of affiliates, how to leverage, uh, you know, a marketplace like Levanta, how to recruit affiliates outside of the marketplace and how to get the most out of those partnerships. So yeah, both resources are available. I'd love to share with you guys. Amazing. So what we'll all do is I'll set up a, a links to those at amazingfba.com forward slash Levanta, L-E-V-A-N-T-A. So like Levant as in the Near East, which is not a very used uh, geographical term, but that's for places like, I guess, Israel and uh, what's the other place? I think called Beirut, wherever that is, I think of the country. But anyway, Levanta, L-E-V-A-N-T-A. So amazingfba.com forward slash Levanta, and we'll, we'll have that stuff there. And then I guess also if people want to plunge in and, and get started with the account, do they have to sort of pay upfront or how, how does that work? So, so we do actually have a free trial, I suppose. We, we, you can sign up on our website for free um, in order to kind of get things integrated, get things set. Once you actually want to launch and start working with our database of affiliates, um, we do have, we do require a paid plan. We have a standard plan, which I believe is $150 a month. And then we have our little bunch of gold plan, which is where we drive a lot more success through offering a little bit more of a managed um, account, um, which is anywhere from $500 to $700 a month. Um, one thing, I think this is probably a good opportunity to tell your audience and tell you, because I don't think we've talked about this yet. We, we are pushing a coupon 20% off spring, month after month on, on any of our plans with the code AMAZING. So if you, you're ready to start a paid account, um, you're ready to launch your program, you want a discount, use the code AMAZING, you'll get 20% off um, for as long as you're on Levanta. Fantastic. And there's, there's a classic example of affiliate marketing at work, folks. So I'm acting as the affiliate, Rob is the merchant, and he's offering a discount. But, you know, I'm the person, you know, working to get the, the podcast out there. And so the risk is on me in a sense, but, you know, it's, it's a fairly low risk. Uh, and both parties, but that, that's uh, the beautiful thing. So I'm very, very familiar with affiliate marketing as a sort of information seller, if you like, or, or coach, but not really done it myself or seen many people do it with their physical products on Amazon. So really smart to bring, as you say, one of the oldest and least risky marketing channels there is, or channel of channels, I like that way of putting it, to Amazon sellers. So brilliant stuff, Rob, and look forward to getting more into the nuts and bolts. But for now, Rob Shub of Levanta.io. Thank you for coming on the show. Always great talking shop with you, Mike. Appreciate the time. Looking forward to next time. Me too. Do you want to grow your Amazon business bigger or faster? I bet you do. If so, a free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find some golden missed opportunities. Generally, I charge at least $150 an hour these days for my time, but this is free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing at least a few thousand dollars a month in sales. If you are, just go to myamazonaudits.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time and we'll see each other on a Zoom call. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z or Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you on a call soon. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. 
thanks very much for listening. <laughs>